it's never too late to start your journey towards financial independence. However, that term can mean many different things to many different people. But no matter where you are in your journey and what that term actually means to you, our conversation this morning with Eli Taylor, who is part of Chase's wealth management team here in the Pacific Northwest, will hopefully inspire you to begin, sustain, or complete your journey to financial independence. Good morning, Eli, and welcome to the show. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for having me this morning. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you on. Um, Eli, you know, what does it mean for someone to have financial independence? Yeah, that that's a great question. Uh, I believe financial independence means different things to different people. For some, it means having a savings account with a lot of cash or, you know, living a debt-free lifestyle type of wealth that will change their family's future for generations to come. Whatever financial independence means to you, the journey starts with developing habits that will help set you up with a solid financial future. Right. And Eli, you know, people set goals related to things that they wish they had uh, that may be a little out of reach or a major stretch to attain. You know, how important is it for people to set a realistic uh, or achievable goal when it comes to financial independence? Yeah, yeah, that that is an important piece. Uh, it's, in, it, it's extremely important to set realistic goals and being able to define and prioritize your financial goals will allow you to be more effective uh, as you navigate the journey to your version of financial independence. Uh, I've helped sim- clients simplify this process by helping them prioritize their goals based on their individual time horizon. Think like short-term, mid-term, and long-term goals. Uh, and I also want to add that I'm also an advocate of aspirational goals. You know, in fact, I'm, I'm looking at my vision board right now, and I want to take my entire family on a trip to Nairobi. Uh, I am five years in to a 15-year plan to achieve that goal. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Eli, let, let's talk about that a little bit. Could, because uh, that is a long-term goal that you have. You know, can you talk about the difference between the short-term and long-time financial goals and how you believe people should approach them? Absolutely. Uh, again, I'm speaking in terms of time horizon. So when, when thinking of short-term goals, I'm really asking someone what they wish to accomplish within the next 12 to 18 months. For many, that is creating a financial cushion or emergency savings account. Uh, next would be the midterm goals. Uh, now we're talking about a three to, three to five year time horizon. This is the ideal time period for debt elimination, right? So if there's credit card debt, potentially student loans, this is the ideal time to think about eliminating that debt. Lastly, but certainly not least, we, we talk about long-term goals, and, and these goals are usually to be achieved within t- 10 to 15 years. Uh, this can be planning to start a family, a down payment on a first home, paying off a home, or in my case, you know, I have two daughters that someday paying for a wedding. Mm. But that brings me to our next point, is, is our question is around budgeting. You know, a lot of people don't like to hear the word budget because they feel like, uh, it means that they'll have to go without things they really love to do or really want to do. When it comes to budgeting, you know, what are some of the things that people might take into consideration so they're able to fully buy into or commit to a budget that they put in place for themselves? Yeah, you know, I mentioned that, you know, financial independence takes building healthy habits. It also 
uh, takes discipline as well. And the, the way you start there, one of the foundational aspects of starting this journey to financial independence is to create a budget. Uh, your desired lifestyle will help you decide how much money you need to allocate to assets like savings, retirement, or investing. And, and depending on where you are on your journey, determines what you can put and how much you can put where, right? But view a budget as a living, breathing document that fluctuates over time as your spending evolves from month to month. Uh, I personally use Chase's budgeting planning tool in the mobile app to monitor my, my family's progress toward their financial goals. You know, the budgeting tool also provides valuable insights into areas where you're spending the most money, and it lets you know if there's an opportunity for you to revise. Uh, I review budgets regularly and, and monitor and evaluate those spending habits, right? I think it's important for us to monitor our budget and spending habits at least once a month. Some people may choose to do it more routinely, maybe weekly, but it's important to define your intentions for your finances and have a budget wrapped around that, one that you'll be able to view monthly to track your progress and make the appropriate revisions as they come up. Right. Um, let, let's talk about debt a little bit as well, because many people have taken on quite a bit of debt. Can you talk a little bit about the relationship between paying off your debt and saving money? Because I know there are people out there who are actively saving money for a rainy day or a vacation, et cetera, but also uh, maybe carrying quite a bit of debt at the same time. Yes, yes. This is this is another uh, you know question that comes up often, and it's difficult to to feel financially independent when you're burdened by debt, right? Uh, and and with rising inflation and rising interest rates, you know we've seen a thirteen percent year over year increase in credit card balances, right? And paying down debt is an essential component of your financial independence. And right now, you know, we've done we've done studies on this. More than eighty three percent of Americans prioritize paying down debt rather than saving for the future. However, I, I personally don't believe that these two concepts are mutually exclusive. You can save money while eliminating debt, right? There's automatic tools like Chase Auto Save feature where you can schedule transfers from your checking account to your savings account at an amount and a frequency that's most comfortable to you, I think the important concept is to define your attentions for your finances. Once you've obtained that emergency savings goal, it's very important to then shift you know, all of the attention to paying down high interest debt, right? And you start with those smaller balances that you can knock out of the park immediately. And then instead of, you know, moving that money into savings, you automatically, don't think about it, just move that money that you've basically, you're taking away from paying off the previous debt to a new debt, right? And you continue to do that until you've eliminated your debt. And then you can begin to put all of that money now in savings, right? And that's when you yeah. begin to build a strong savings account. But you start, you know, by eliminating that debt first, by getting, attacking the lower hanging fruit, and then you basically just start that process all over again until you've gotten yourself out of the burdens of debt. Yeah, that sounds like a, a good, like, stepladder approach to knocking out that debt. Absolutely. You know, a lot of folks view it as the snowball method, right? Basically, continue to roll over until you've continued until you've accomplished your plan. So starting with the smaller, lower hanging fruit, and then attacking the larger uh, debt as well. Right. 
Uh, Eli, let's talk a little bit about, and you spoke a little bit about this before as related to budgeting, but um, just in terms of your overall goals and objectives, you know, tracking your progress. You know, how often should people take a look at their progress towards financial independence and goals? I know when you talk about investments like stocks, people at uh, advise you not to look at your uh, stock, you know, the price of your stock on a daily basis, but to look over to, over a long period of time. Uh, is that a similar scenario, or should people be more engaged when tracking their progress uh, as it relates to financial independence? Yeah, no, this this comes up often, and and I think it's also unique to the individual. Uh, I don't think that there is any harm in monitoring your accounts frequently, and I personally prefer my clients engaging what's happening with their finances. But it's important to remember your plan and your intentions for your finances when monitoring progress, right? Some view their balances daily, others weekly, some monthly. I would say that tracking your spending, what you've planned to spend on a regular basis will help you better manage your finances, and, your, and, and, and it helps develop those habits to be in control of your finances. But the frequency just depends on the individual and their financial status. Right. Uh, Eli, you know, when we talk about financial independence, I want to kind of focus on the word independence right now uh, and more in terms of independent, uh, because your pathway and plan to financial freedom is not a one-size-fits-all scenario. Uh, and so it is an independent initiative based on your goals uh, and your personal situations. And I know, you know, oftentimes, uh, people in the African-American community, um, you know, they tend to shy away from, a, you know, fully addressing these issues because it seems like it's something that could be overwhelming when you start to think about um, the amount of money that you would want to save or need to save for different initiatives, the amount of debt that you may be carrying and how you're going to get out from under that. Then you have, you know, everything day things that pop up. You know, you might have a car now and it might uh, break down. You might need a new car. So now you got to put six factor that uh, into the budget, you know. With all that being said, you know, how important is it for people to, you know, to sit down and really analyze their own personal situation, you know, and not really try and follow somebody else's path that they've taken to get to financial independence, but maybe um, use that as a source of inspiration, but to really create their own pathway that makes sense for themselves? Absolutely. If it's, if it's one thing that, you know, I, I would want people to take away is that, um, for for most people, uh, there are some people that you know can, you know, have a plan and you know not have any hurdles that come up and life not happen and somehow they reach their goal when they plan to reach their goal, right? But for many people, uh, you know, achieving financial independence takes time and discipline. And guess what? Life happens. Life will happen. You will have setbacks, right? You will have that tire that blows out. You will have something that happens with your kid. There may be a medical situation. There will be something unexpected that comes up that kind of gets you off of your path, right? Uh, but it's important to know that this is a marathon. This journey is a, is a marathon, and it may cause you to take a step back, but it doesn't have to be you quitting, right? It basically, okay, I need to readjust and reevaluate. And that's why it's important to, we talk about monitoring, monitoring your progress and reevaluating and adjusting, right? Because when we do have those inconveniences, we have the ability to come back and think about, okay, I need to make certain adjustments in my life, right? Where can I kind of, you know, remove some things that, you know, uh, maybe not necessities from my budget to help me feel my path to financial independence. So that's the biggest thing. This is a marathon. 
there will be things that come up along the way for most of us that, you know, cause us to take a step back and maybe adjust. It may, you know, my Nairobi trip may go from a 15-year plan to, you know, a 17-year plan, just in case something comes up. But, hey, I have built the habits. I have the, the tools in my tool belt to make the adjustments, and I continue to monitor my progress. Uh, I would say that, you know, if you need help, you know, with getting started on this journey, stop by your local Chase Centers. We have advisors at the ready to provide you with the resources and tools to help you along the way. Or if you have been on this journey and you have faced a setback and you've gotten off track, stop in, talk to us. Let us help you get back on track. We have advisors at the ready to help you with this. So think about this journey as a marathon, right? And there will be life situations that come up and that happen that may cause you to take a step back. It's okay. A delay is not a denial, right? It's just a delay. You know, I, I, I was about to ask you a question, Eli, about if there's one word or a phrase that people can focus in on as they're going through this journey that can help them keep their eye on the prize. Um, I'm still going to ask you that question, but it sounds like you just threw it out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I would say if there's a delay, a delay is not a denial. You can always reset, readjust, and move forward along your journey to financial independence. All right. Well, Eli, I thank you for joining us on today's show. You know, I thank uh, you all for being part of our partnership 